Hello everyone, it's Tuesday. It is 12.30pm Eastern Time, which means it's time for an episode of First Chapter Fun. This is my first episode of 2023. Um, it's great to be back. I've missed you all. It seems like it's been forever, which it, which it kind of has. Now, let me just check, make sure I know I'm live on Instagram. Wow, so many people joining already. I see Shelly and Reading Girl and Steph and Sharon Bishop and Hank and Diane and Sylvia and so many people are joining. This is amazing. And wow, look at that on Facebook. Tons of people as well. I see Catherine and Nancy and Hank, of course, and Susie Baldwin and Brenda Gaskell. So many, so many of you are joining. This is absolutely wonderful. So hello and happy new year. <laughs> I guess it's almost, is it too late to say happy new year? I don't think so because I haven't seen you yet. Um, as, as some of you know, um, I'll get into the details of first chapter fun, but I was supposed to be on camera with Hank on the 3rd of January. And of course, um, I was doing the COVID dance. So I'm all better, finally recovered after two weeks of testing positive, a long, long story, but all is fine. And um, I won. So, <laughs> but still COVID got me in the end, it took three years, but it hunted me down and it found me, but thankfully, I'm very grateful I got out the other end unscathed. So how have you all been? Welcome to First Chapter Fun. If this is the first time you are joining us, my name is Hannah Mary McKinnon. I'm a crime and um, very soon to be second time around published uh, romance author under a pseudonym, Holly Cassidy, soon September, Holly Cassidy. Um, and here with my partner in fictional crime, Hank Philippi Ryan, First Chapter Fun is the place where we bring you the first chapter of a different book, new now once a week, every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And here we are. This is episode 319, which, <laughs> which seems a little ridiculous if you think about it. Um, for those of you who don't know, First Chapter Fun started almost three years ago. Uh, it was in March 2020 when the plague not first arrived, but when we went into our first lockdown here in Canada. And I was trying to find a way of helping fellow authors promote their books and get the word out that they had new books because all of our events were being cancelled. And so I, in a group chat off the cuff, suggested to read the first chapter on Facebook and Instagram Live and the rest, as they say, is history. Hank and I teamed up in May of that year because this was supposed to be a uh, six week project. And um, here we are three years later. <laughs> And um, we're still going strong. In fact, in fact, I just looked at our calendar and we're booked, ladies and gentlemen, until the end of the year. <laughs> so, so I guess you're going to see Hank and me every week, except for August, because we take August off to, to recharge and read and do other things. Um, but you're going to see us here every Tuesday, every single Tuesday, uh, at 12.30 p.m. Eastern until, and well, and 
till the end of the year, folks. So unless something happens that prevents us from doing that, but touch wood, it won't. Um, but this is where we will be. And we hope you will be here too, because without you, um, without people watching First Chapter Fun, well, we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing it, would we, Hank? <laughs> We'd just be reading to ourselves, which would be really quite silly. So episode 319, once a week, uh, every Tuesday. If you have not seen an episode of First Chapter Fun before, first of all, welcome. If you would like to see any of the episodes that you have missed or all of the episodes, if you haven't um, seen any of them, you can do so on Instagram. He's looking at you, people on Instagram. You go to First Chapter Funds. I guess it's Reels now, and you can scroll through and find all of the videos there. Every single episode, right back from the first one in March, uh, March seventeenth, twenty twenty, because we uploaded them all. On Facebook, you have a couple of different options. You can scroll through the discussion feed if you like. You can go to media videos and scroll there if you like. Or you can go to one of the um, 20, 21, 22, four, <laughs> to count there, uh, the four handy featured posts. There's one a year. We switch them up a bit. There's one a year. And you have all of the books that we've read, the names of the authors and handy links to the episodes. And if that isn't enough, actually, it's never enough. What we would like you to do, please, if you could, please, please, pretty please, with cherries on top, is tell your friends about First Chapter Fun. Now, we know that, you know, on Facebook, you can use the invite button, top right of the screen, big red button, just click on invite and invite your friends. Instagram, you can tag people in our posts and that way they know about First Chapter Fun. Um, if you have friends who are not on Instagram or Facebook, haha, we have a solution. We are experimenting with uploading these videos. They're not live, but uploading them on Spotify. Now, Spotify traditionally has audio podcasts and music, of course, uh, but audio. But they've just added a feature where you can upload video podcasts, which is what we've done. So if you have friends who are not on Instagram and not on Facebook, but who you think would like to watch First Chapter Fun, you can go to Spotify and um, Google, not Google, you can search for First Chapter Fun, of course, what else, and um, send them the link. So there you go. We've uh, we've we've innovated a little bit. We're just trying this out, seeing if it works, seeing if there's interest. So, uh, yeah, help us spread the word. That would be really cool, because the more people, well, the more the merrier when it comes to books. <laughs> Janet is laughing, saying, if you have friends. No, I mean, if you have friends, I'm sure you do have friends. But let me rephrase that. If some of your friends are not on Facebook or Instagram, there you go. You can send them the Spotify link. Um, so I saw a funny, uh, well, a comment back here. Let me go. Let me go. I'm scrolling. Somebody asked about my pen name for my romance, uh, my holiday romance, my, ho my holiday romantic comedy book um, that is about Christmas and publishes in September. <laughs> September 26th, I just found out. So Holly Cassidy is my author name. Why Holly Cassidy? Well, we were playing around with some different names. Holly, well, it's 
it's Christmas, obviously. And then Cassidy actually means curly head, which is really funny. And HC is happy Christmas. So that's how that came about. Um, but that's not what we're here for today. I'm so excited to bring you today's author. And it's amazing to see so many of you watching a tons of people watching on Facebook and on Instagram. This is brilliant. Um, <laughs> Hank has just posted the link for Spotify. You can't see this on Instagram. Um, she says, Spotify, we are so cool. Yeah, aren't we just? Uh, cool me. That's me. Anyway, um, <laughs> before I tell you about today's author, let me tell you something else right now about First Chapter Funds swag. We have t-shirts, See, it says not right now on the T-shirt, one of our catchphrases. We have new ones um, that say well read, which is, which is really fun. And we have, um, I think it's this weekend is booked. And we still have T-shirts that say more ado in 22. Those were our T-shirts and bags from last year. So we are going to remove those from the website really soon. So if you still want to snag one, you best head over to firstchapterfun.com forward slash swag. It's free shipping on right now, um, courtesy of uh, Spreadshirt. And that goes until tomorrow. So if you do want a T-shirt that says, you know, one of the special ones from last year, um, more ado in 22, you can get your hands on them, but not for long. You snooze, you know the rest. So let me tell you about today's author. I'm so excited. And I know I saw Pam um, pop up on definitely on Facebook and I think on Instagram too. I am so thrilled, so thrilled to be reading from Codename Sapphire today from the incredibly brilliantly talented Pam Genoff. She is not only a fantastic author and a super friend of First Chapter Fun, but she's also a wonderful, wonderful person to boot. So if you have not discovered Pam's books yet, well, you're about to, and I think you're going to fall in love with them just like I did. And you're going to love it, I am sure. Um, Carla says that she loved Codename Sapphire. Susie Baldwin says, thank you for being here, Pam. Love your books. Here we go. There it is. Uh, and Catherine Olson says she loved The Lost Girls of Paris. Yes, so did I. And it was really funny when I was reading The Lost Girls of Paris. Um, I think that came out when somewhere around when I was either Either um, her secret son had already come out, or it was about to. Or it was already—I can't remember. But in um, *Lost Girls of Paris*, there was a Grace and an Eleanor, and in I also have an Eleanor in my in *Sister Dear* and a Grace in *Her Secret Son*, which I thought was just really cool um, to have something, you know in common with Pam because I love Pam and that was great that was such a really nice um surprise or coincidence uh we have Rena here saying hi Pam loved your book the woman with the blue star yes that was another fantastic fantastic book but today we are reading from her latest novel code name sapphire which publishes on the 7th of February. So it's not out. You can't get your hands on it right now, not right now, but you can pre-order it right now. You can um, check at the library, your library, if it's going to have a copy of it. And if not, send them a note, call them, whatever, and convince them um, 
they shouldn't need a lot of convincing, to get a copy of all of Pam's books. And you can read them all. That's what I would do, I think. Um, so many comments are coming in. Uh, this is amazing. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up. And Pam says, I'm here on Instagram. It's so good to see you, Pam. Thank you so much for allowing us to read for you. And of course, your publisher too, um, Book Clubbish HarperCollins. Um, we're absolutely thrilled to be bringing you Codename Sapphire on this 319th episode of First Chapter Fun. So who's ready? to hear about Pam. Let me give you, I oh, thought I'd forgotten my glasses then, that would have been bad. Uh, I am so pleased to introduce you to Pam and I'm going to tell you about Pam, about her brilliant novel and then I'm going to give you the details of the giveaway because um, there's a double giveaway. So stick around and I'll tell you how you can win try to win, enter to win is the word I'm looking for, a copy of uh, Codename Sapphire. So here we go. This is Pam. Pam Genoff is the author of several books of historical fiction, including the New York Times bestsellers, <laughs> bestsellers, there's more than one, The Orphan's Tale and The Lost Girls of Paris. She holds a degree in international affairs from George Washington University and a degree in history from Cambridge, and she received her JD from UPenn. Her novels are inspired by her experiences working at the Pentagon and as a diplomat for the State Department handling Holocaust issues in Poland. She lives with her husband and three children near Philadelphia, where she teaches law. So she writes, she teaches, and she writes historical fiction, which I find fascinating. Um, here's why. When I write my murder stuff, sure, yeah, I do I do research about killing people and disposing of bodies and whatnot. And I would presume that if I get something wrong, you know, a murderer is not going to call me up or send me an email and say, actually, that's not how I did it. But with the historian... <laughs> Hey, there's a book there. Anyway, um, with historical fiction, you got to get everything right. And that is so daunting to me, the amount of research and detail that goes into a book like Codename Sapphire is just astonishing. Um, and I admire Pam and all historical fiction authors who, who do this. I think it's incredible. Um, and actually, there's one, we always publish fun facts about the books. Every week we publish fun facts about the author, fun facts about the book. And Pam says that while she was writing Codename Sapphire, Pam was contacted by two women whose parents were on the train to Auschwitz, which inspired the book. Isn't that incredible? That is just, that's just incredible. That, that, that must have been amazing and Amazing is just the 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 word that springs to mind. We'll have to hear more about that, Pam, um, because that's just mind blowing, really. So let me tell you about the book Codename Sapphire, which publishes in a couple of weeks on February 17th. That's when you'll be able to get your hands on it. A woman must rescue her cousin's family from a train bound for Auschwitz in this riveting tale of bravery and resistance from the best-selling author of The Lost Girls of Paris. It's 1942. 
Hannah Martel has narrowly escaped Nazi Germany after her fiancé was killed in a pogrom. When her ship bound for America is turned away at port, she has nowhere to go but to her cousin Lily, who lives with her family in Brussels. Fearful for her life, Hannah's desperate to get out of occupied Europe, but with no safe way to leave, she must return to the dangerous underground work she thought she'd left behind. Seeking help, Hannah joins the Sapphire Line, a secret resistance network led by a mysterious woman named Micheline and her enigmatic brother, Mathieu. But when a grave mistake causes Lily's family to be arrested and slated for deportation to Auschwitz, Hannah finds herself torn between her loyalties. How much is Hannah willing to sacrifice to save the people she loves? Inspired by incredible true stories of courage and sacrifice, Codename Sapphire is a powerful novel about love, family and the unshakable resilience of women in even the hardest of times. Well, if that doesn't sound amazing to you, I don't know what will. Codename Sapphire publishes on February 7th and you can enter to win a copy. And here's how. Instagram, leave a comment for Pam right now before the end of the broadcast at the very latest and Pam will pick a winner and contact you thereafter. Facebook, you have a little bit longer. You have until midnight Eastern time tonight to leave a comment or a question for Pam on this broadcast in the First Chapter Fun Group and you will be entered to win a copy and Pam will then pick somebody after midnight tonight and notify them as well. Good luck, everyone. If you win, please, please take a picture of your loot, post it on social media, tag Pam and tag First Chapter Fun because we love seeing your posts about when you get your prizes. So, are you ready? for the first chapter of Codename Sapphire by Pam Genoff. Yeah, of course you are. All right, here we go. This is chapter one, Micheline, February 1942. Micheline threw the still smouldering Gauloise cigarette to the ground and crushed it with the high heel of her black leather boot. Then she marched across the darkened Paris street and grabbed the man she'd never seen before by the lapels, throwing him back against the stained brick wall of the station. Kiss me, she ordered in English, whispering tersely. The airman, his crew cut a dead giveaway despite his French civilian clothing and chapeau, stood motionless, too surprised to move as Micheline reached up and pulled him toward her, pressing her open mouth against his. His musty scent was mixed with a hint of tobacco. The streetlight cast a yellow pool on the pavement around them, illuminating their embrace. Micheline felt the man's body responding against her own. The navy beret which covered her red curls tilted off-centre, threatening to fall to the ground. A second later, Micheline broke away and brought her mouth close to his ear. If you hope to live, follow me. Without another word, she started away, down the Rue des Récollets. She sensed the one-two beat as he hesitated, followed by the rapid pattern of his footsteps against the icy pavement. She strained hard to make sure she didn't hear anyone else following them, but didn't dare to look back. Micheline slowed, allowing the airman to catch up. 
When he reached her, she moved closer, linking her arm in his and tilting her head toward his shoulder. Anyone watching would have thought them just a smitten couple. Micheline had spotted the airman a few minutes earlier, standing on the pavement outside the Gare de l'Est, a half kilometre from the intended rendezvous spot, looking out of place. It was always that way with the Brits, scared and barely out of school. The passeur, a girl from Brittany called Renée, was supposed to escort the airman. Her instructions had been simple. Deliver the soldier to the Hotel Udanwerpen, where a local contact would take him and hide him for the night. But Renée had never shown. Something must have gone wrong, and she'd panicked and fled, leaving the airman alone. Another ten minutes outside the station, and the police would have picked him up. There was already a gendarme at the corner, watching the soldier too steadily. That might have been what spooked Renée. Micheline, who was in Paris on an unrelated errand, but was aware of the planned pickup, had seen the stranded airman by the station and knew she had to intervene. But Micheline had no way to lead him away on the open street without attracting attention. So she had resorted to the embrace. It was not the first time she'd feigned passion in the service of the network. The Sapphire Line, as it was now called, had formed almost immediately after the war started. They had a singular purpose, ferrying downed British airmen from the Dutch or German borders across Belgium and occupied France to freedom. This was the hardest part of the journey, getting the airmen across Paris from Gare de l'Est, where they arrived, to Gare d'Austerlitz, where they would set out for Point South. It was a few days across France to the Pyrenees, with only a brief stop or two for rest. When the line worked, it was brilliant. But when it failed, catastrophe. There were no second chances. When they were several blocks from the station and out of sight of the policeman, Micheline pulled the airman into a doorway. He looked as though he expected her to kiss him again. Instead, she adjusted his chapeau in the classic French style so as to not give him away as a foreigner. The disguise, consisting of second-hand, outdated trousers and a too-large shirt, wouldn't fool anyone. And if the clothes didn't give him away, his tattered army boots certainly would. He'd be forced to take those off farther south anyway. The evacuees tied their shoes around their necks and replaced them with with alpagatas, the strong laced sandals necessary for crossing the Bidasoa River into Spain. Where are you from? Micheline demanded. She hated to speak aloud out here, but she had to verify that he was actually an airman and not a German spy before taking him to one of their safe houses. If the line was infiltrated even once, it would spread like a cancer and the entire network would be gone. The airman paused, his trained instinct not to answer. Ely in Cambridgeshire. What is the most popular movie in Britain right now? He thought for a second. 49th parallel. Good. What type of plane were you flying? How many men? Halifax, six. I, I, I don't know if the others made it. There was a choke in his voice. I'm sorry. There were a half dozen other questions she wanted to ask to verify his identity, if only there was time. But they had to keep moving. Come, 
She started walking again, more briskly now, savouring the familiar surge of adrenaline that rushed through her as she led the airman to safety. Though just 23 years old, Micheline had given her Though just 23 years old, Micheline had risen quickly to the top of the network, and she seldom got to undertake rescues herself anymore, instead overseeing operations from her headquarters in Brussels. But the job was fluid and changing. Sometimes, like now, when the mission called for it and there was no one else, she had to jump in. She'd nearly forgotten how much she liked being in the field. As the bell of the church of Saint-Chapelle tolled eleven, Micheline calculated mentally, judging the best way to protect the airmen for the night. They had already missed the rendezvous with the contact at the hotel who would have hidden him. Paris was the most dangerous segment of the escape line, but it was often necessary because so many of the trains ran through the French capital. An airman could not simply be dropped at Gare de l'Est and expected to make his way across the city to the southern stations, where the trains left for Lyon or Marseille. No, he had to be individually ferried through the back streets and alleys by someone who knew the city and how to avoid the security checkpoints, and who spoke impeccable French in case they were stopped and questioned. When they reached the banks of the Seine, Micheline led the airmen across the Pont au Change and into the shadowy alleyways of the left bank, clinging to the shadows. The cafes were already closed, barkeepers turning chairs onto tables, snuffing out the candles that burned low. She forced herself to walk at a normal pace and not to run. Her close-fitted trench swished smartly below her knees, she looked to the passer-by like she belonged in the throngs of students who frequented the Latin Quarter. Thirty minutes later, they reached the safe house apartment on Rue de Babylone. Micheline took the airman's hand and led him up the stairs to the apartment, a room which was bare except for a mattress and a weathered armoire and a sink in the corner. He would stay no longer than 12 hours in the city, just enough time to rest and carry on. Inside, the airman looked weakened and confused. We went down quickly after we were shot, he offered, saying too much, as they all did. They hit the fuel tank. Are you wounded? No. The, uh, there were others, though. Someone will look for them, right? She nodded, but it was a lie. The network couldn't spare the resources to go back and search for those who were wounded and presumed dead. He opened his mouth to ask something else, but she put her finger to her lips and shook her head. It wasn't safe to say too much anywhere, even here. The airman's eyes widened. She had seen more than once how very afraid the young soldiers were, the ones who panicked or cried out in their sleep. They were 18 and 19 not more than boys, and thousands of kilometres from home. Micheline herself was just a few years older and sometimes wondered why she could be strong when they could not. Empty your pockets, she instructed firmly. There were too many times when a well-intentioned Brit carried something sentimental from home, which would be a dead giveaway if he was stopped and questioned. The airman glanced around the apartment, then he turned back toward her, hopefully, as if the kiss had been real and matters might continue here. 
Did you want to... Micheline stifled a laugh. She might have been offended at the overture, but he seemed so naive, she almost pitied him. Here. She rummaged in the armoire for new clothes. Then she threw the clothes at him and gestured toward a screen that offered a bit of privacy at the far end of the room. Get dressed. He moved slowly, clumsily toward the divider. A tram clacked by on the street below, rattling the cloudy window panes. A few minutes later, he re-emerged in the simple shoes and buttoned shirt of a peasant farmer, an outfit that would help to get him through the south of France to the Pyrenees. She took his old clothes from him. There's bread in the cupboard, she said. Stay away from the windows and don't make a sound. Someone will come for you before dawn. That person will have a key. Don't open the door for anyone. Merci he ventured, and it seemed likely that it was all the French that he knew or understood. Bonne chance, she replied, wishing him luck. Without waiting for a response, she walked briskly from the apartment. She wondered uneasily whether he would still be safely there when the new passeur arrived to claim him for the next leg of his journey home, or whether another calamity would befall the already struggling network. That was chapter one of Codename Sapphire by the incredible Pam Genoff. You can pre-order this book now. It is out on February the 7th. And I would not be surprised if this one ended up on the New York Times bestseller list as well. There are so many comments coming in. Um, Hank says, "Instant, incredible instantly immersive. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Ali says beautiful words. They really are. Pam has this, this way of just making you feel like you are there. And I think the thing that got me was when um, she writes the age of, of the, the, the men, the airmen, you know, 18, 19, that's the age my kids are. You know, that, that's how old my three are, exactly 18 and 19. And that just, oh, it just, oh it's giving me goosebumps again. It just, it just get, just, oh, it just got me. Um, Faith, Judy Rose says, what an amazing first chapter. So many comments are coming in as well on Instagram. Um, gosh, <laughs> I'm going to have to scroll through all of these before I move it over. So um, Shelley says it's so compelling. Five on the Brink says, oh, I so cannot wait for February the 7th. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, Priya says that got me to the age and innocence of the boy. I know it's just, uh, and, and this is the thing, you know, the stuff that I write is fiction, straight up fiction. I make stuff up. Pam, yes, there's, there's uh, obviously fictional characters, but it's based on truth and that is just extraordinary so make sure you add this to your to be red pile straight away it is out on february 7th thank you pam for allowing us to read for you so now um giveaway time remember on instagram you have until well about 
30 seconds to leave a comment or a question for Pam because the comments disappear after we move it to our videos. It's a, it's a weird Instagram thing. I'm, I'm hoping one day they will fix it, but they haven't as yet, as far as I'm aware. On Facebook, you have until midnight Eastern time tonight to leave a comment or a question on this broadcast in First Chapter Fun for Pam. And on in both cases, you will be entered to win a copy of this fabulous I am over time, I see, by two minutes. So I'm going to go really quickly and tell you what we have. We are going back to our murderous roots on, uh, I was going to say Thursday, but that's not true. It'll be next. It'll be Tuesday with Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica, another one of my favourite authors. This is what we will be reading. Two couples, one missing man, lots of suspects. Who did what? Well, we're not going to tell you that because we give everything away. But we will read you the first chapter of Just the Nicest Couple on Tuesday. And we hope that we'll see you again. So today's book, Pam Jenoff's Codename Sapphire, out on February 7th. And next Tuesday, Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica. Make sure you set a reminder, make sure you set your watches, you set your whatever it is, put a knot in your hanky, whatever it is you do. Join us again, please, for First Chapter Fun on Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. That will be January 24th, I think. I don't know, something like that, on Tuesday next week. So until then, go on, if you've seen this before, you know what I'm gonna say, so say it with me. Stay safe, please stay kind. And we'll see you again on Tuesday. Thank you very much for watching.